0: This is Songwriter, the podcast of stories and answer songs. In today's episode, we have a brand new story from Amy Turn Sharp and a song written in response by an old friend of mine, the enigmatic Parker Paul. Amy's story is about loss, love, and baby teeth.
1: Hi, my name is Amy Turn Sharp, and I am a poet and a mother. I am a co owner of Secret Studio. I had written this piece um, a long time ago, actually, and my mother actually passed away two years ago. Her name was Sheila, and she was a little Dolly Parton meets um, a good Christian woman. I don't know, like she was just like this very, um, always had her makeup on, she had a great rack, and she, but she was like a great, like Methodist Christian woman who was like in service constantly. When my mom, died that day. It was her birthday. So that was, you know, such a strange thing. I had just spoken to her. You just don't ever expect someone to just, whoosh, like, like you don't expect someone to disappear. And it really does change you. I think it made me say yes to a million things I would never say yes to. It made me be a better mother um, because of thinking about what, I, what, what legacy I would like to leave in their heads. Yeah, hold on one second. Sorry. I know I haven't talked about her for a little bit. <laughs> it's good to talk about her. It feels good. It just sometimes, you get sad. There is, at the foot of my parents' bed, still a lane, um chest with all of these strange things in it and these glassine envelopes with my teeth. I mean, all of that is true. And somehow my mother, even when I was, you know, 35, 40 years old, she made me feel like a little girl, because she made me feel safe.
0: Parker, Paul, and Amy are old friends, and knew each other back when they were neighbors.
1: I would lie under the piano, and Paul would play me music probably two or three nights a week, because he's, like, amazing. He's like this weird savant. Like, you can just be like, I'd like to hear blah, 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 and he can play it. You know, he just touches me in a, in a really amazing place right in the center of my heart.
0: This is Amy Turn Sharp with Lost Parts, read live at Secret Studio in Columbus, Ohio.
1: I had a small silver locket, that it held my first baby tooth. I wore it like a talisman for years. It hung between my breast, resting on the bottom of my bra. I would take the tooth out from time to time, pressing it into my hands, finding the sharp, small underbelly with my finger. I wished I could whittle it into a tiny whistle to blow air through the delicate shape. And often, I wanted to put it in my mouth. Weird, I know. But I was always good and would put it back inside of the safe locket and let it swing against my skin. It was a reminder that I was once innocent, a milk-toothed honeypot of endless possibilities, a true, clean slate. My mother was so kind to keep mysterious items in a trunk at the foot of her bed. Teeth, souvenir t-shirts from all over the world, white starched toddler dresses, postcards from my uncle in the Navy, small silver bangles and charms, and teeth. She kept all my teeth in glassine envelopes, and when I discovered them, I would line them up on my bedspread and stare. I would arrange them into a circle like a mouth. They were like runes, artifacts. I was an archeologist of myself. I left the first baby tooth from the locket in a town in England the summer of my 18th year. I placed it with care on top of an old wonky wooden fence that stretched for miles along a road I had walked while thinking of you. I wanted to live forever inside of that day. I kept turning around and looking at the speck of white until it was only a blur. I gave up trying to understand my compulsions. In college, when they ripped out my wisdom teeth, I woke from the surgery to the fat face of my dentist and his women. They welcomed me back to the twilight mainland and told me of all the stories I had been spinning. They said I spoke in French to them like a record. I spoke in French like a record and it was normal, they said, because everyone says loony things after surgery. I was very concerned that they knew where all of my teeth were hidden. Had I told them my secrets? 12 days later, I walked by the dentist's office and pushed a tooth in their daffodil bed. In 1997, in the common year starting on a Wednesday, I had a terrible breakup with an an emotionally unavailable man. He left me alone in his room, the room that overlooked the church parking lot, the room that sounded like bells each day like clockwork. And I took a tooth from the locket and I put it in his pot stash. I I left it for him to find... All slow and dull, and maybe it would give him a good scare. Freak him out like he did me, my heart all limping back home. People can't unlove you. Terrifying. I flung one of the littlest cuspids over my shoulder the day I was married. Like rice, like salt, like luck. It probably landed on the brick streets. It is probably ground down to dust to the quick of the earth of southeastern Ohio. Again, years later, I can think about that tooth and the deciduous ecstasy and how time is a fast train, how things can always change, fall out, your teeth fall out, your heart falls out. When my first child was born, I planted a tree in the garden of a house I do not live in anymore. It was a light greenhouse in the middle of the city where I became a mother. I put a tooth in the dirt and the tree, and I held my son over it and wished that this would always be like this. He made noises that I loved, and the sun licked us. I remember everything. Sometimes when I am driving near my old house, I stop and look over the fence into the yard of someone else's life and I whisper, hello, to myself. I am there still, I am always there. Recently, I put a tooth, my favorite one, a beautiful molar on the gravestone of my mother who was killed in a car accident last year. I did it really quickly so my children or my father did not see me do this odd thing. I pointed out an imaginary bird in the sky as a distraction and I knelt down like a prayer. It was like giving back. Here, mother, look at what you made. I am here with you. I only have a few teeth left from the envelopes now. The locket lost long ago. The teeth seem smaller each time I touch them. It's like going back to your primary school and seeing all the tiny toilets, all the desks. I want to try and keep them, but I have always found myself giving them away to the world, burying them in sand, tucking one behind an old bookcase in the library. They have been left for experiences, lovers, days that have illuminated my life. No real reason, I don't know why. And somewhere inside of my mind is a map, a cartographer's pretty daydream of teeth. There are weirder things in the world. People collect taxidermy. There are LARPers out there, Revolutionary War reenactment people, furries, Trekkies. My dad collects giant Sunoco signs from the 60s. Still, you would grow dizzy if you tried to follow your finger across the zigzag haphazard travels of this heart, this toothy grin.
0: That was Amy Turn Sharp with Lost Parts. And now for the song Written in Response. My friend Parker Paul has been fascinating me with his strange music for 20 years. I tried to get to the bottom of why I find his music so compelling in a conversation with him. And as you'll hear, I didn't have much luck, but it was a lovely conversation and I continue to be a huge fan.
2: This is Parker Paul yes parker paul what's the question how i think (laughs) of myself yeah like what are you uh i i I, I play the piano most days uh um (laughs) can you turn off your fucking phone (laughs) yes i play the piano and sing a lot i have a day gig as a social worker forever I'm used to more of her shorter pieces that she does a lot of online stuff. Paul, can you turn off your fucking phone? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, when her mother passed away, I was down there for the, um, the, some of the celebrations. I loved the detail. I loved the, um, the spirit of it. I I loved it because I would never I would never have written those lyrics. I would never have done that. Glassine envelopes. I'd never heard of that term glassine I had to Google that. I mean I made some stuff up on my own, but I pinched a bunch of phrases, so it was collaborative. I've been looking to collaborate a long time. You know, certain people are better at collaborating than others. It's a skill, don't you think? Do you um do you feel like you Let's know? note that Ben did not answer the question. <laughs> I'm not I'm not interested in interviewing me. This is about your work. What is he hiding in <laughs> internet? Yeah, I mean a lot of it was about the creation. You know, you're you're made from nothing and then you have parts of your body that leave you and then she's choosing how to what to do with those. I tried to put a sweet twist on it like even though it's about her, the, you know, the mother figure Passing, I tried to frame it in a way that was like benevolent and, and beautiful, and there was some closure there. We get back to the big G, right? Not golf. It's not golf, Ben. It's not granola. It's, I, I,
0: whatever reference you're making, I don't know what it is. It's not
2: uh, grape jelly. It's gratitude. Like you and I were talking about gratitude earlier. Uh, sure. Like I, you can put I, I was going to go for guilt. <laughs> I thought that's where you were at it. That's another good one. We need to be gra- I need to be grateful for everything good in my life. I've got a lot to be grateful for, though. From, to me, yes, it feels like you were saying and that's this,
0: only- is, this is beautiful through gritted teeth. Oh. Parker Paul is also a social worker representing vulnerable populations in his hometown of Columbus, Ohio.
2: When your job is to deal with people who are struggling, and you know, that's the job. To deal with them? Yeah, and for them, and to deal with yourself at the same time. No, it's not uncomfortable, it's more taxing. How so? It just takes you, it just gets you after a while. There's people struggle, everyone struggles, you know what I'm saying. So just, you know, take people for that they are. Your mom died not right. that long ago. Did, yeah.
0: did that have any special... Yeah, well, I wanted to be
2: like, yeah, I wanted to be like, cause she, we both had poor deaths for our mothers. So, you know, I wanted to put like nice things about her mother in there. Nice things about my mother. It was a nice person. That was a fairly straightforward answer. This
0: is Parker Paul with Baby Teeth, recorded by Keith Hanlon at Secret Studio.
2: shayon yeah. yeah. The town cries <laughs> stems and seeds Where my first son was born, amongst the roots I buried a tooth, locked from his head. I said you. stand in heaven, all stardust and solar eyes.
0: That was Parker Paul with his song, Baby Teeth, written in response to a piece from Amy Turn Sharp. If you'd like to hear the song I wrote in response to Amy's story, it's called Pieces of Me, and it's available wherever music streams. Special thanks in this episode to Keith Hanlon at Secret Studio in Columbus, Ohio. The next episode of Songwriter will include a fictional speech by playwright Ethan Lipton and a song written in response by Sarah Jaffe. If you want to get in touch, you can write me at benarthurmail@gmail. at gmail. And if you've enjoyed the show, please consider sharing, reviewing, and rating. It really helps songwriter is now a part of the american songwriter podcast network along with some other amazing podcasts make sure to check out americansongwriter.com forward slash podcast and you can always get early access to the songwriter podcast at paste just go to pastemagazine.com and search for ben arthur and while you're there check out the paste podcast or get it wherever you get yours last thanks as always to acoustic cafe